Good morning. It's good to see everyone here this morning. Let's stand. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll go right into our worship uh, with song and praise. Lord, we just thank you for this day. You've been so good to us, God. We just thank you for each one that's here. We thank you for our, uh, those that are watching online, Lord, and we just pray, God, that you would just speak to hearts today. God, we love you. We thank you, and we just want to praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
keep on, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, 
just thinking as we singing that song, if you want to see a victory, go home and look in the mirror. Because we can all say that God's been so good to us all. Yes, my God, that is who 
light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 Good morning again. If you have your Bible, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 6, 9 through 13. And I really like what the, this Christian Hebrew pastor does often is that he'll give us some really hard things uh, to look at and to hear and to see. And that was, that was last week, some really hard scripture about, if you recall, about the uh, persistent, unrepentant. And that's a, that's a hard thing to, to look at, it's a hard thing to preach, hard thing to hear, the persistent, unrepentant. But he'll, he'll do that, and then he'll switch and, and say something that's a little more, a little more encouraging. And of course, I, I would much rather preach the encouraging part, and, but that is what we go on to today, Hebrews chapter 6, 9 through 13. In fact, he'll say that in verse 9, because he just finishes that uh, section on the persistent unrepentant what happens to that person who will not repent and he goes on to verse 9 let me 
say this just before that there is an outline on, on the back side of your, of your announcements. You can like to use that. We're not going to put as much on the screen as we usually do. In fact, the first part of the outline that you have in person, uh, I'm going to really uh, talk about as we read the text. So we're not going to have that on the, on the screen, but the, uh, the, the part that says have done, am doing, will do, I think you'll see that in the, in the text as we read it. I'll try to draw attention to it. So verse 9, after a really difficult thing to say on the persistent unrepentant, but beloved, in verse 9, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we, though we, though we, though we speak in this manner, though we had to you know, talk about that and talk about those difficult things, things we don't even like to, like to t- talk about. I'm persuaded there's better things of you. So now let's go on to more encouraging things. For God is not unjust for, to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown. And I underline the word have. He's not unjust to forget the labor of love that you have shown, past tense, what you have done. To uh, have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints. Now, I'm not going to draw specifics or even talk about specifically what that work is. Each of us in Christ are called to a different thing, whatever it might be. might be just whatever it might be. I'm not even going to start to, start to name things. I believe, I think, I know what he's called me to. Each of us in Christ have to find that out. What is it, Lord? What work? What's my job? What do you want me to do? And so the Christian Hebrew pastor, he mentions the things here, the, the labor, that God's not unjust to forget the labor you have done uh, toward his name, and you have ministered to the saints. That's all past tense, what you have done. And then the last part of that verse, verse uh, 10, and do minister. He, he's not going to forget what you have done and what you are doing. He's not going not to forget what you have done and what you're doing. What you're doing right now. God's, God sees that. And we desire, now here comes the, some of the main thrust of what this pastor wants to say. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. So that's what he wants to do. He isn't going to forget what you've done and what you're doing, but now the reminder and the reminder of this message to the Hebrews over and over again is don't quit. Don't stop. And they're, uh, because of whatever going on in their life, whatever difficulties was happening in that church, this the temptation, the tendency, whatever word you want to use, to just give up. Well, it's getting hard. It's getting tough. And I know what I've been doing. I know what I'm doing, this work for the Lord, whatever it might be. But I'm tempted along the way and tempted right now to give up, to, you know, to quit. And, of course, the message is to them, don't, don't. Keep, keep on, full assurance of hope until the end. 
When do we get to quit? When I'm going to be frank with you, blunt with you. I get to quit when I die. Okay, when I die, then I get to quit. So you put up with me until then, whatever the work might be, okay, until the end. Now, he's going to use uh, Abraham. I'm not going to, I'm just going to read verse 13. The only reason I'm reading verse 13 and included it in the text is because it has Abraham's name. Next week, we'll go, the Lord wills, we'll go into that more. But he is going to talk about that. And so in verse 12, that you do not become sluggish, don't become lazy, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made a promise to Abraham, that's the, the man that he's going to use, imitate him get into that more next week but as far as the the man what he did but the gist of what we want to say to today is we will revolve around the word imitate imitate Abraham the faith the patience that he had imitate that and keep imitating that until the end uh, Matt let's go ahead and put this on the screen before we move on. This, this is on your notes, but this will also be on the screen. Imitate those who have gone before you, who are worthy of imitation. I, uh, I think I'll include this at the end. Sometimes I have in my mind to include things at the end, and when the end gets here, I forget about it all. Uh, there are some pastors who have gone before me, some pastors in art who were pastors here. There are two men, pastors here, who still stay in touch with me, call me and text me and tell me that they're praying for me. I have, an, I have a, a pastor who was my pastor, wasn't pastor here, but was mine. About every week, every two weeks, he texts me, he may call, does a lot of, does a lot of texts, let, lets me know. In fact, I got one yesterday from him, let me know that he's praying for me. Those who have gone before you, imitate those who have gone before you, who are worthy of imitation. Somebody handed this job to me. Somebody did this job before I'm doing it. Same is true with you. Somebody has handed. Somebody has gone before you. You're not the first one to do what you're doing for the Lord, whatever that might be. You're not the first parent. <laughs> you're not the first grandparent. Not the first grandpa, you're not the first pastor, you're not the first one to teach the Sunday school class, you're not the first one to witness to that person on the job, whatever it is, you, you see, it could be anything, and be worthy of imitation to those who are coming after you. The title of the message today is Upward Cycle. I want you to see in that statement the cycle. Somebody handed it to you. And you are to take that and hand it to someone else. That's the cycle of life. Someone's giving to you. You're taking it and giving it to someone else. Real simple. It's not hard to see. But somewhere along the line, as that pastor is talking to that church, somewhere along the line, people tend in the cycle to quit and breaks the cycle if you just quit. If, if, if somebody's handed off a, a job, a talent, a calling, whatever it might be to you, and you're supposed to pass that on to someone else, it's really important that you do what the Lord has asked you to do. 
Somebody's been doing it before you. They handed it to you. And now you, this is real important, hand it to someone else. Don't break the cycle. So that's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to move on. Breaking, there are two types of, two types of cycles, the downward and the upward. Now, I'm going to spend much on the downward but breaking the downward cycle, okay? And if you're looking at your outline, I'm going to move through these pretty quickly because I really want to get to the upward. That's what I really, I really want, to, want to do that. So breaking the downward cycle, I speak to a lot of young people about this because this is, this is I'm not going to whine, I'm not going to com- complain. It's just simply the culture that we're in, the, the home life, the, the culture around us, is just so downward and so a lot of our young folks have been handed a life that is just not very good not very easy not very christ-like it's tough to be a christian in the lifestyle the culture that someone has handed them i'm not going to complain i'm not going to whine just a lot of people will struggle because of who their parents were who their parents were before them, the way their parents handed it to them. It's just been really tough to do better. But, so I've talked to young people about breaking the downward cycle because somebody's handed it to you and it continues to go downward. Somebody's got to stop the cycle and go back the other way. Harry Truman had on his desk, the buck stops here. I don't know if he and if he invented that but he's the one who popularized that the buck stops here and I want all of us if you've been handed a cycle of culture if you've been handed a cycle of personality a hand a cycle that's downward that's just bad it's up to you it's up to me it's up to all, all of us who've been handed that to break the cycle and start going back up. Instead of down, go back up. Desire to make the future better than the past. Okay? Look at, the, look at your past. Say, look, I, I, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to act like that. I don't want to raise my family like that. I don't want my church to be like that. I don't want my school to be like that. I know what it was in the past. So desire to make the future better than the past. Desire to give more than take. I almost guarantee you, this is, this is a common theme, if you've been handed a cycle that's going downward, if you've been handed a culture that's going downward, I can almost guarantee you that culture is me first because that's what happens to a culture that puts, them, puts themselves first. When a culture is all about the, uh, the desire to take, I want to take, I want you to give me, I want you to give me. That cycle is downward almost every, every time. Even with my eyes closed, if you describe to me what, what's going on in your life and it's a downward trend, I can almost guarantee you without even seeing you, you've been handed a cycle that's me first. It won't survive, it won't last, it's downward. Break the cycle, desire to give more than take it will change your life and it will change your cycle and you'll begin to cycle up desire for people to want to imitate you as a positive influence for 
Jesus. Not that it always has to be someone else that we're, imit- that we're imitating, but for people to, to imitate you. They want to see you as somebody that they, hey, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. Okay, so somewhere you've just got to make a decision and then start some steps to break the cycle going downward. Somewhere the buck has to stop, and I want want the cycle to go back up. So let's go from that on to the one I really wanted to get to. Start the upward cycle. Not just the flat line, not just getting by, but starting a cycle going upward. Where I take what... uh, People have handed me, and I go up with it. I keep going up with it. And then I'm not doing it so people would see me, but so people would see Jesus in me. And so I, I, I take the, the good things that good men, good people have handed to, to me, and I keep them going good. I keep, keep it going better, keep it going up so that people will see that. Somebody coming behind me will see that. And they'll grab a hold of that, and, and I can hand it to them, and they'll keep on going up. Let me do this. this, this uh, I've, been, <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for months. Um, it's a little odd and a little weird, but I'm, I'm going to mention some things that are that some equipment. There's a point here. Bear with me. Some equipment that we've had by. When, when we... Uh, stop going when we stopped meeting in person for a little while back you know it seems like a lifetime ago now but whatever year that was there there for a while where, where we had to had to not meet in person and we had already intended as a church to begin to to go online but what all that did is just it speeded everything up by about a year so uh, there for a while I was preaching online exclusively right here and I was staring at a uh, TV, and I, I wrote this down so I could recall. That I'm going to mention these things, and I want you to see what they have, have in common. There's a point, okay? So I was preaching to a large, flat-screen, smart TV. Now, then when we moved to the gym, we took, I think we took that TV, put it up on the wall in the gym. Right now, I'm staring at a large screen with a, pro- with a projector. But, we, but before we did that, I would see a, a large flat screen smart TV and it'd tell me what to do, you know, tell me what to say. And then we moved that to the gym. So I was, I was looking at that. Right now I'm staring at a digital camcorder. We've got one there on the wall that is, uh, that is live streaming this. So there's, we have a digital camcorder on the wall there, and Matt's supposed to do, if you're watching online, I want to point to this one. We have, a, we have a digital camcorder staring at me right there. And it's so, if you think that preaching in person is strange, try preaching to a camera. It's really, really strange. So I'm staring at that one. Now, uh, I'm going to step down, and I think Matt's going to do this. The camera is going to step down with me. But Matt is not behind the camera. Matt's got a joystick. I don't know if you knew that. So if I go to the left, there's a, we used to have blue tape. If I go to the left, 
the camera could go with me all this way, they could go with me here, or he could switch to this, but I try to stay here so he doesn't have to do, do, that, that, do that a whole lot. But he has a joystick that moves the camera. Don't you wish you could be back there doing that, you know, just messing me up by, by how you do this? So I'm going to step up, and he's going to do the joystick thing and, and come up with, with me. Now, back in the sound room, uh, Matt has a, has a laptop that he does whatever he does. Okay, I don't know what he does. All right, that's, that's, that's where I don't, I don't go there. But he has a laptop, and I think he has an iPad that he go, he's back there doing, doing things too. So we're doing all that. I'm talking to a camera, talking to you, and we are live streaming on YouTube and Facebook, okay, right now. Then we also have a large screen TV in our youth room, and we live stream to it. Uh, some of you who watch, will, you might be watching on an iPad or on your phone or on a laptop, etc. I didn't include this, but our sound systems change. Our, our soundboard does not have, a, does not have knobs, okay? You, you, you can't adjust it. You have to adjust the soundboard with an iPad or your phone. Okay, when we started, I think my mic was a little low, and I looked at one of the guys, and I think he moved my mic up by his phone. Okay, stop there. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> this came to my mind when we started doing this. I was going to say when we started to have to do this. It's really been, it's been a blessing. It really has. You know what's common in all those things? I started preaching in 1990. I'm going to give some, some of you are already there. I started preaching in 1990. That's 31 years ago. You know what's common in everything that I just said? None of it existed. Not one thing that I just said existed then. So when the Lord called me and talked to me and asked me, not asked me, told me, <laughs> this is what you're going to do 31 years ago, he said, he could have said, he, he, he could have explained it to me. He could have said, you know, in 31, or 31 years, you're going to be preaching and, and, and people are going to watch you on Facebook and YouTube. You know why I couldn't have understood that? It didn't exist. Because the internet didn't exist yet. And everything I mentioned, the, do, you, do you remember what large TVs used to look like? All right? Yeah. It took four men, literally four men to move them. You can pick up uh, ours, and I can pick it up and put it under my arm. And the smart, t smart TV thing, well, I would have said, what, what is that and why do I need that? The digital camcorder did not exist. Nothing. We didn't know what a laptop was. 31 years ago when the Lord said, this is what I want you to do, but I'm not going to tell you what you're going to do because <laughs> you're not going to believe it because you can't believe it. It's following the Lord day by day with the challenges that you'll face and you have no idea that they're coming. Uh, interesting to me, it may not be, it's interesting to Matt and I, the only ones in the, in the room. 
But 31 years ago, Matt was 10 years old. And so the Lord could have said to me, I live in southwest, southwest Missouri. In 31 years, there's this guy named Matt. He's going to help you with all this stuff because you're so dumb, you're not going to get any of it. And the Lord would have been right. And so I, I know Matt when he was 10, 10 years old. He, but Matt does all of that stuff. I don't, all I know is there, there exists this stuff. But I don't know how to do that. The Lord had all that worked out. So there's this 10-year-old kid somewhere in a state that I knew nothing, nothing about. Getting God, getting it ready day by day, year by year. I'm telling you that the things that God has prepared for us and things he's going to ask us to do and things he's going to ask us to be involved in, you have no idea. There's no way that you can see it. There's no way really that you can prepare for it other than just to say, God, I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do and I'm not going to quit until the end. Until I die, that's when I get to, get to quit. But until then, I'm going to be faithful with whatever you give me to do, whatever you ask me to do, but I'm not going to quit. Okay. The next thing on the, on the screen and on your outline, every generation will face new unique challenges every generation will face something new now I can't imagine the challenges that Abraham faced and Abraham couldn't imagine the challenges that I face there, there's no way that that he could and there's no way I, uh, again there, there's, there's no way that you can see what's next it's just that de that decision and it's an important one it is vital that you make this decision that, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to do whatever you ask me to do day by day. I don't understand it. I can't see it. But I trust you. Now, I, I want you to watch my hand. I'm going to do two things with my hand. I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to give, give you an analogy two, two different ways. You see my hand? What is it? Pointed up. This is on the cycle upward. See my finger pointing up. Matt, I'm going to step down. You can talk, toggle if you, if you want to. When God wanted to talk to Moses, he asked him to come up on a mountain. He asked him to come up to Mount, Mount Sinai, and he'd meet with him there. And God wanted to talk to Abraham and sacrifice his son Isaac. He called him up to, um, to, um, to, um, to a mountain and, and tested him there. When God wanted to talk to Elijah and the prophets of Baal, he called them up to Mount Carmel. When Paul was talking to agnostics, he went up on the top of Mars Hill. And he began to talk to him there. When Jesus gave his life for you, what did he do? He went up to a hill called Golgotha. And before that day, that night before, he crossed the Kidron Brook. And he climbed up the hill the next, on the other side of the brook. And he got to the top of the hill where there's a garden called the Garden of Gethsemane on top of a mountain. And the next day, he crossed 
or across the Kidron Brook again, and he went the next day to a hill called Golgotha. You see my hand pointed up. Listen. Every good thing that you do is up. It's an uphill climb. Every good thing that you'll ever do is always upward. If you're ever going to make a change in people's lives, it's, you're going to have to cycle upward. It's not going down is easy. Anybody can do that. Anybody can fall down a hill. But it takes something to climb up a hill. And time and time again in Scripture, God calls his people to come up. Come up. Every good thing you ever do is always going to be uphill. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. That's because it's good. And do you think that Satan is just going to give up? Do you think just because your intentions are good, just because you have a good thought, just because you tried hard, do you think that Satan's going to just give up? No, he's not just going to give up. Reve Revelation chapter 12 tells us that he's really mad at us because he knows that his time is short. He's as angry as he can be. He's not going to give up. And that's why everything that we do that's any good at all is always going to be uphill. Every good thing you do is going to be uphill. It's going to be a struggle. Now, the other thing I'm going to do with my hand on Friday night, Dee Dee and I had the privilege of babysitting Journey Lou. That's not just a privilege, that's a challenge. So Journey Lou's by herself, which we hardly ever get that. So she told me, she's two years old, she told me when she got there, she said, my daddy gave me dark chocolate and Mountain Dew before he got here. So that's the condition, and she can say dark chocolate and Mountain Dew. She said, my daddy gave me dark chocolate and Mountain Dew. So Journey Lou's just bouncing off the walls, and that's okay. That's okay, because we got her by, her, by herself. Dee Dee and I, when we're at home, most of the time we sit on a love seat side by side. Journey Lou is sitting between us, okay? And the most blessed event happened that night. You know what happened as she sat between us? She went to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. The dark chocolate and the Mountain Dew finally wore off. Just as she was going to sleep, I had my hand. Dee Dee's always on my right. Uh, I'm always on her left, of course. So I had my right hand down. Journey was, be was between us. I put my hand down. Journey put her hand on top of mine. Put her hand right now. She's two years old. Her hand just barely covers the back of my hand. And I looked at that, and I was, I was thinking about what I was going to preach, and I looked at that, and when she put her hand, just rested her hand on top of mine, I thought, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. She's next. All of them are next. Now, this is a lot more than about being a dad, a grandparent, because a lot of us aren't that. 
but we're passing it on to somebody somehow. Friends, whatever. We're, we're, we're R2, pass it on to somebody somehow. We're, we're to be that person that somebody else can imitate somehow. So she put her hand on top of my hand. Uh, that's exactly it. She's next. I'm passing it on to her. Now, I had my hand. Now, you just have to imagine this. I had my hand on top of a nail-scarred hand. Jesus handed it to me. Now, I haven't forgotten. There are two former pastors of our church who contact me from time to time and pray for me. And they don't have to do that, but they do that. So my hand's on top of their hand. They came before me, and my hand's on top of their hand. The nail-scarred hand's on the bottom, but their hands are on top of his hands, and my hand's on top of their hand. I've got another, like I said, a pastor of mine who calls me and texts me and prays for me. His hand is under my hand. He came before me. They came before me and handed it off to me. My pastor told me one time, he said, I didn't teach you how to preach. And he said, said, I didn't tell you and I didn't show you what to do right. He said, what you learned from me is what not to do wrong. And I said, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't agree with him, but it, it, is, it is true. He taught me what not to do wrong. And I don't know that I'm saying that right. But he came before me, and he handed it off to me. Now, Journey and others have their hand on top of my hand. I can't afford to break the cycle. I I can't afford to break the cycle. Somebody handed it to me. I don't want to be the one to miss out. I don't want to be that link that's not there. I don't want to be that hand that's not there. I want my hand in the pile. Okay? Now, I'm doing this because I want you to see that. I want you to see that hand pointed up. Everything that's any good at all is always up. And while your hand's in that pile, it's getting it from the people who have gone before you and acknowledging that and appreciate that very much. And I'm, you know, I really hadn't thought about this much, but I'm determined that I need to be more like those men who have gone, bef- gone before me. I need to be in- encouraging the people who have come after me more like they do. It, it, it's convicting to me. I need to be a little more proactive about the people whose hand are on top of mine. And it's more than just the children and the grandchildren. It's whoever's coming after me. Do you see that? You're some, your hand somewhere in that pile. And what we're trying to do is cycle up. Always, always up. I'm going to ask you to stand. Musicians come.
this is our prayer time, and uh, you uh, come and pray about whatever. It doesn't matter. You may have a thought and a need that just has nothing to do with, with what's been, been said. You, you come and pray if you need to. You may have, you may need to come about what's been said. You may have been handed something in life that's just, it's just bad. It just is. But you're, you are determined. I'm going to stop the downward cycle right now, right here. And I'm going to start cycling up. You may be on the upward cycle, but I, I guarantee you that's hard because it's, it's climbing up. It's tiring. You want to you wanna quit along the way, but you're thinking about the people who've gone before you, and now you're thinking about the people who are coming after you. And I'm telling you, we can't afford for you to quit. Our culture... Our lives, we cannot afford for you to quit. We want you to hang in there. We want you to keep the cycle going up. We need, we need you. And we need Jesus in you. If, you just, if you're ready to break the, break the downward trend and go up the other way, if you're going up the other way and you, just, you're just, you need some help along the way, you need some encouragement along the way, that's, that's what this is. If you need to come and pray, or it might be about anything else, while they play and sing, we have our, have our prayer time. If you need to come to an altar or a chair and pray, we invite you to come.
See you.